Why do we use gospel tracks? Let me throw a couple out there. Maybe yeah. you guys can add to it. Let's do it, do it um, Yeah, go ahead, Mark. Yeah, they, Mark, go, do, go, Mark, do it. Should I do start it now? Start at one. Do it now, Mark. <laughs> I'm going to start with one. I'm going to skip one and go to three, okay. and then you can go to one. What a bunch of nuts, man. <laughs> Seriously. This is what happens when we take a few weeks off of doing the podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they uh, speak clearly, and they get right to the point. Hurry up. They always stick to the message, and they never get distracted with rabbit trails, right? I mean, how many times do we engage in a conversation, and then we get distracted with the silliest mm. thing that comes our way? Well, a gospel track will never do that. Mm. It's able to get inside of somebody's house and stay there for years to come, yeah. maybe hidden inside of a book or someplace, and then only to be read another time. Or you engage in a conversation, and you go, man, did I leave something out? Oh, yeah, I didn't talk about the resurrection. <laughs> right, but a gospel track will make sure that it hits every point that the author intended. Now, I know being that you guys are, well, semi-illiterate, I know you don't own a dictionary, <laughs> but let me read you a definition from the dictionary for the word vindication, proof that someone or something is right, reasonable, or justify. You're going to do I told you so. No, no, no. I'm I'm humble. All I'm going <laughs> to do so is humble. let someone else speak, someone from our podcast who left a beautiful statement who said, "Easy has the voice of an angel. He's the best singer on earth." That was Trevor Denham no, from our ratings and review section, aka Rachel <laughs> Zwang. <Yeah. laughs> Guys, I told you. I have a beautiful voice. <laughs> hey, Trevor Denham, what a man. Oh, boy. I hey, sense, what a man. Guys, I sense deep discernment in the brother. You. Are you no, the one me? Guys, I've got to say, there's, there's people on the roof of the ministry, so I've called the police. <laughs> <laughs> Our roof is getting ripped off as we speak. Yeah. So if you hear some funny noises, friends, along with Mark, Oscars, and Ray's voices, that's what it is. So, guys. Along with my beautiful voice, we're going to be talking about beautiful gospel tracts today. Ray, what's your deal? I mean, okay, when I, when I think Ray Comfort, I see a big, fat tract. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? So I have confused. no idea. <laughs> well, what do they say? You are what you eat. Or you are what you give out, Ray. Boy, that silence was deafening. Then when you got to, <laughs> I just love Ray. Just sat there frozen. <laughs> Ray, I'm curious. I know you, you have no idea, but if you were to guesstimate how many gospel tracts you have handed out over the course of your life, give us a ballpark. Six. <laughs> Today, Ray. Seriously though, like, okay, we know the history of the Living Waters newspaper thing in Jingham. Thingamajig. Thingamajingham. That's, I mean, that's what got you into, and we've talked about it on previous podcasts, that's what got, kind of got you into the publication. I can't understand what you're saying. Your voice is so <laughs> But that's what got you into the publication world. And then we talked about the Gestetner machine. This would have been on our <laughs> opening episode. Gestetner. But what was it that made you say, I'm going to print a tract? By all means. Paul's, by all means, reach some. I thought, written word. If you can't speak to someone, you give them the written word. And so I, as soon as I was saved, I saw the brilliance of tracks. In fact, there was a ministry that supplied us with a whole thousands of tracks free of charge, which we gave away free of charge. 
And that was the beginning of the ministry many years ago. Actually, the ministry used to be called Living Waters Free Inter- International Christian Literature Distribution. <laughs> I hadn't finished. Stop laughing. Stop Living that. Waters Free International Christian Literature Distribution Ministry. <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> you read that up. That was, okay. that was what I want to call because that summed it up. It was Living Waters. They were free. Christian oh. no, no, international no, distribution <laughs> ministries. Ray, please tell me though you you didn't come up with that. I did, <laughs> <laughs> but I cut it back to Living Waters. I just got Boy, sick of saying it. In fact, really I grown. couldn't say it. Yeah, I mean, of all people, you're like Mr. Brevity. What? Yeah. Wait. So you were given gospel tracks? Yes, I was, sent away for them. Was the content no, good content? I can't remember. And the print was very small, just on plain paper, almost like newsprint. And looking back, they were really horrible. You know, weren't engaging. So theologically, they weren't good. I can't remember. Wait, (laughs) do you you remember the first track that you created? Yes. What was it? It was a picture of a guy standing there. No, it was a guy holding a giant corn cob. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And it said, uh, what's something about the corn cob and how did this happen or something? So from the beginning. Oh, it ended up by saying, what has all this got to do with a giant corn cob? Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So from the beginning, you were corny. Yes, that's uh, yeah, big, big cool. Still is. Okay, so dad jokes. But all you day. know, you know what's crazy to to think though. There was a day when Ray Comfort gave out his first gospel tract, and he recently would have given out his last one. I mean, recently. I don't mean that. <laughs> Ray will be dead in five minutes. <laughs> no, but I mean, Ray. There was a day you actually did that for the. You know what I'm saying? Are like you nervous when you see there, someone. Yes. Like you think of an Olympic athlete, you know, a diver or a boxer, whatever. Like myself. Yeah. They did. They threw that first punch. They took that first dive ever at some point in their life. So you're looking at them, you're thinking they've, they were born doing this. But there was a first day, right? Yeah, I remember when it was. It no. Was, yeah. You really do? Yes, it was. I went to a shopping center just after I got saved, and there were people on the sidewalk going past, and I started giving out these gospel tracks. Wow. What, now, what did we used to say? Because I remember it changed, Ray, when we were on a plane, and people started coming down, and we changed it to, did you get one? Did you get one of these? Did yeah, you get one did of you get one of these? But before that, what did we say? Take this. Take this, you <laughs> heathen. <laughs> no, I, don't, I can't remember what we said, but it's been a long time. Did you get one of these? It stirs curiosity. It's yeah. a wonderful thing to ask people. Yeah. Because they feel as though they're missing out on something, which Absolutely. they are. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, wow, Ray. That, that's, that is a crazy thought. Were you handed tracks before you were a believer? No. You don't ever remember anybody? I only heard a sort of semi-gospel message uh, a couple of times, and that was very man-centered. It was an alcoholic testifying that he'd given his life to Jesus, and he was no longer an alcoholic, Salvation Army. As he was and I thought, that's really nice. It's got nothing to do with me. It made no sense to me because I wasn't an alcoholic, and I didn't need cleaning up. <laughs> were, you, <laughs> were you nervous, Ray, the first time you gave out a tract? No. When you went to do that? No, I was actually quite thrilled that I had a means of reaching strangers. Wow. What, what I had on my heart. Well, but that I was, was different than open air preaching. You were nervous then. No, I wasn't nervous. I was absolutely mortified. <laughs> <laughs> nervous. But no, none for tracts. That's interesting. I, I don't think so. I don't think I'm bearing false witness. I think I was just thrilled to. to I had some friends with me and we just went out and. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Easy, um, do you remember your first interaction with tracts? Was it before or after being a believer? No, it was definitely after. Well, I mean, I can't. Maybe someone gave me a tract at some point, but I don't remember for sure. So effective. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I do remember the first tract, I, kind of tract I gave out. It was Words of Comfort. It was a little oh, yellow. Little booklet. Yes. Yeah, I really think that was probably the first tract I ever gave out. 
I still carry it. It's something to think about. The now. one with the picture of you. It's on the evolved front. with a monkey. Well, I used to go to the hospitals because it was just a yellow cover and it said words of comfort, not go was, to the hospitals. It was horrendous. But I would set them all over the hospitals inside the waiting rooms and stuff. And then I ordered another pack and something to think about came. Yeah. Well, upset. that's what happened. I'd called the ministry to order to order them, and Ray answered the phone. Yeah, and that yeah. So, do you, was your first time interacting with gospel tracks before or after Believer? I was allowed to answer the phone in those days. <laughs> You're not allowed. No, to no, no. The ministry said, "Let me get some calls." No, <laughs> no way. That would I, I don't remember if anybody ever gave me a gospel track before I became a Christian. Many people have attempted to give me some sense, because it seems like everywhere we go, now in Huntington Beach, people are always handing out pamphlets of some sort. I don't know how theologically sound they are. I remember one of the first gospel tracts I ever handed out, though, it was our, remember our gospel tract that said, Mad as Hell, and there was a cartoon character on the front, and... We still have that. It's all really red. We just reprinted it. You wanted that, to redo that. Didn't we redo something? We like did. That? It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. been redone. But I was at a gas station and there were these two cars, total road rage. This guy comes inside the gas station. He was so angry. He was yelling. He was cussing at the other driver. And here I am holding the gospel track that says, mad as hell. <laughs> and this guy was really upset. And I went up to him and I say, man, you look like you could really use this. <laughs> no. I handed way. it to him and he goes, Oh man, that's made my day. <laughs> oh, no, good. And I walked away just sweating <laughs> up a storm. Oh, uh, that's funny. That. Yeah. Yeah. We, well, remember we did that video of me trying to give a track to Hank, your big buddy? Hank. Hank. Six, yeah. 16. Was he 16 and a half? Yeah. And then it went into my imagination. He had me up by, the, by my shirt and he was punching me. And then he turns out to be a nice guy. But I think really that is a regular experience of mm-hmm. a lot of Christians where they really think everyone's going to be upset with them, but then it turns out to be a pleasant thing. So let's break this down a little bit because one of our listeners actually said, can you guys please do a podcast on gospel tracts? And we thought, of course, you know, we, we should do that. And I think it'd be good for us to kind of probe a little bit into why are gospel tracts effective and then talk about some of the tracts that we have that, that people can get a hold of and, and make use of. But before we even do that, let us just thank in our hearts a gentleman named Mr. Gutenberg. I was thinking the same thought <laughs> right? last night, yeah. Yeah. What was his first name? Mr. <laughs> Printing. <laughs> what do his friends call him? Gooty? <laughs> Gooty. The bird. Gooty. The bird's in the house. No, but I mean, you know, you think of the day and age we're living in now and how we so take for granted modern printing. But yeah, there was a first thing that was ever printed on a printing press. About 10 years ago, I thought modern, modern, uh, modern printing was dead because of the internet. Oh, I know. Isn't it that crazy? Like, it's just crazy. That's just, right. They, they were saying, oh, books are probably going to go away. But that hasn't happened. Books have kind of been revived. Oscar, you really like reading. I yeah. love reading books. But I was just thinking, you know, the, the printing press led to a lot of revolutions. One of the most important is that it got the Bible in the hands of more believers and thinkers and readers. And right. one of those was Martin Luther. Yeah. And one of the first big explosions of gospel tracts was Luther and the reformers handing out tracts on the streets That's in right. Rome yeah. to get the word about what the Bible really said. Wasn't yeah. Whitfield say through a gospel tract or he was challenged about his commitment to Christ? Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. But yeah, I was thinking I was going to mention the same thing, that the printing press was invented not long before the Reformation kicked in. And so it was a tool that was used. I mean, that was back then, if you think about it, modern technology. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? That was the internet. That was, right? Yeah. I mean, we don't have to 
transcribe anymore with our hands. We could get this produced in mass. And, and I think back then, maybe it was easier because it was so novel, like you could get something printed, sure, duplicated, yeah. replicated. But now, you know, you go to Hollywood Boulevard. We used to go there a lot with our That's academy. That's the worst place to go. And you're getting like every <laughs> other person you come across Everybody. is trying to give you something. And you it's know? not like they're nice about it in Hollywood Boulevard. It's right. like they're so aggressive. If you they don't are. take, here's my CD of me singing, buy it off me or I'll kill you. It's that sort of attitude, yeah. you know? Oh, I should give out my singing CDs in Hollywood Boulevard. That's an idea. Think big. Please do all, <laughs> do all of them. I realize, you, got, you know what, guys? I realized what it was about why I love singing. As a kid, I was influenced by these Lebanese bands that would come and play at parties. I mean, you, you can imagine a Lebanese dude. Is this going to be a long story? Yes, very. <laughs> shirt unbuttoned, gold chains hanging down, trying to sing like Lionel Richie songs. Hello. And that's who you looked up to. With a Lebanese accent. <laughs> Is it me you're looking for? <laughs> Anyway, that's the inspiration for my singing friends. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> Ray is enjoying uh, okay, this Okay, so, okay, tra- <laughs> gospel tracts. Um, well, let me say, I'm, I must be the only one that specifically remembers over and over again as a non-believer being handed a gospel tract. Really? You do remember. Constantly. I remember what? at the movie theaters outside. Was, it, was the same guy doing it? Or what? No. I remember being handed tracks at the Block of Orange. I remember being handed tracks uh, at the beach. Me. I yes, remember being handed tracks. And I remember being handed tracks in Las Vegas when I was there one what? time. I mean, what? I just all, I, I remember going places and there, in my eyes, always being people. It probably felt like there was always people because it was such an annoyance to me. Did you was, take them from people? Or I just, did, yeah. Half, sometimes I'd take them. Sometimes I'd engage in a conversation because I was an atheist and I loved to do that. Other times I did a big walking circle around them because I didn't want to have to deal with it. But I I read them. I remember going into my car, sitting down and reading them. And and what's to say that even though I was aggressively opposed to Christianity as I was reading it, even though I was mocking it in my mind at the time, What's to say that the Lord wasn't using that as a seed, even in that moment Did in my heart? Did you ever conviction when you'd read these tracks? Or was it just so. always like, huh, interesting thought? It was always intellectual for you? Or it was, was intellectual, a- yeah. And I think I was always looking at it from a, from a debate perspective. Yeah. 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 You know, isn't it crazy, though, to think, I mean, the, the block was one of our fishing holes for years and years and years. I could have been, or someone from our team could have been one of the people that gave you one of those tracks. It's funny because one guy had this like open shirt Lebanese dude, and he was singing. <laughs> Hello. So maybe that was... <laughs> yeah, take the <laughs> qualify that. I, I don't ever remember being given a gospel track. With that said, I found a gospel track on the ground, mm. and it was pivotal in my conversion really? because it was also an invitation to an event oh, that's where yeah, yeah. the gospel was preached. Mm. Oh, yeah. And I attended, and I, you know, wow, repented. Well, one of my favorite testimonies that we've done, and you can find it on our YouTube channel, is with Peter. Yeah, because as you remember, Peter was a non-believer. I think he might have been talking an atheist about Peter the in the Bible or Peter Gerges. Gerges, okay. yeah. And uh, he was walking out of a movie theater. Somebody handed him a, a tract, and in his mind, he threw it away. He remembered throwing it into the trash can, and so he goes home that night. And he was in college, and again, he was very against Christianity, and he's kind of you know, getting ready for bed, and he reaches into his pocket and feels a piece of trash, 
pulls it out and it's a million dollar bill track that he thought he threw away in the trash wow. and he reads it and right there in his bedroom gets saved yeah which makes me always think like that person handed him that track has no idea to this day yeah. that that faithful act brought peter to a saving faith i know i was actually watching a portion of his video this morning uh, just in, you know, thinking about talking about gospel tracts. And in fact, he and I were texting the other day, such oh. a dear friend of the ministry. That's great. And he started outreach himself. Like he has, he has things that he does online and reaching out to people, the gospel, yeah. lots of people. He's in full-time ministry. Really well. He works at a church. That's right. He also, he also works at a church. So it, it's just wonderful. I, I remember actually getting a tract, one of our tracts given to me at the block. And that was a cool moment. Rachel and I were there just walking around. Someone comes up and gives me one of our, I think it was our million dollar bill track. And that was cool. Have you guys ever had that? One of our tracks? Oh, yes, a lot. One of our tracks. Yeah, in fact, there's been a lot of restaurants that I've gone to, you know, where you hang a... Yeah, they keep them on the, the wall. first dollar bill. They're all. I always see the yeah. million dollar bills in so many. Restaurants. I get people text me pictures all the time. You know, of our tract somewhere or on a wall, like you said, especially the millions. I had my brother once, like within the course of a couple days, like in different locations, people <laughs> gave him our tracts. You know, every time I do something dumb at the house, my wife hands me a gun. <laughs> <laughs> we do pray for your salvation. <laughs> the best man at my wedding was saved from a gospel tract. That's pride. Uh, Drew. <laughs> uh, Hudson Taylor, uh, the great missionary. Yeah. Right, he was born yes. in uh, 1832, and at the age of 15, after reading an evangelistic tract pamphlet entitled... That was one of ours. Poor Richard. No, it wasn't the million-dollar <laughs> bill. So the gospel tract was called Poor Richard. And at the age of 17, he committed himself to going to China as a missionary. Wow. wow. At 17. Yeah. Well, look, I, I want to read something from R.A. Torrey. R.A. Torrey was a really influential Christian leader. I mean, he died in 1928, but he, listen to what he said. But he was very sound theologically. Very. Yeah, yeah so yeah. for him to talk about tracks, I yeah. think is thrilling. So listen to what he said. Comparatively few Christians realize the importance of tracked work. And I love that. They used to call it that back then, tracked work. Yeah. I had been a Christian a good many years and a minister of the gospel several years before it ever entered my head that tracts were of much value in Christian work. I had somehow grown up with the notion that tracts were all rubbish, and therefore I did not take the trouble to read them, and far less did I take the trouble to circulate them. But I found out that I was entirely wrong. Tract work has some great advantages over other forms of Christian work. Mm. That's may powerful, I, huh? May right? I ask, is there an argument against tracts, or is just is it just the uncomfortability of handing Oh, no, out? there are... Some people they've done videos on it. They've and set what's it for, the what's the argument? It's it's you know uh, uncomfortable for people. It, it makes you look like a fanatic. I've I mean, heard people say, "Well, show me in the Bible where gospel tracts were handed out." Oh, I can like before the printing press. I can yeah, yeah before the printing press. Jesus wrote a track with his on the ground. Ah, <laughs> yeah. and That's that was good. powerful. Yeah, you know, Mark, I'm I'm so glad you mentioned that because I was thinking about that this morning. Something I want to post on my Facebook or Twitter account. But what a shallow! Show me in the Bible where there's a Facebook <laughs> or Twitter account. Easy. I can tell you where there was a car. <laughs> they were all in one accord. <laughs> okay, so um, <laughs> you can go past that. Yeah, hold it up. Easy. Okay. I won't take my nausea pill this morning. <laughs> I don't need it. <laughs> you don't need it. I need another cup of coffee with your dad jokes. Yeah. They're I not dad them. jokes. They're dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was saying. How shallow of a Christian walk does someone have when they 
minimize their walk with God to, well, it doesn't say it in the Bible, so therefore, you know, I don't have to do it. I'm talking about like being passionate in reaching souls or in living toward God in holiness or righteousness, or maybe even the brink of sin. Well, the Bible doesn't say I can't do this versus like, Lord, what's, what's going to be most honorable to you? We throw wisdom out the door. I love what you said earlier, Ray, by all means, right? Spurgeon talked about that. You know, he was talking about the paralytic who was lowered through the roof. Oh, his friends let him down? Yeah, his, oh, friends. his friends let him down like elevators. But he said, look, can't faith create two? He said they couldn't get Jesus, couldn't get him to Jesus through the door. So they took him through the roof. He says, whether it's through the window or through the roof, or by all means, as long as it's, you know, it's for the glory of God and it's not violating uh, scripture. Mm-hmm. We love to give things away. We love to give things away. And that's why we will do that every single day here on the Living Waters Podcast. That's right, friends. We're giving away goodies for those of you who go to livingwaters.com forward slash podcast and fill out the form. We are giving 10, believe it or not, 10 different people each week goodies from Living Waters, $100 value for each box. You'll get tracts and books and a podcast mug and all kinds of good things. So make sure to participate at livingwaters.com forward slash podcast. And make sure to listen to the very end of the podcast where you will hear the announcement of the winners every week. You know, I'll put the gospel. In fact, I have it. People ask for it all the time and I'll email it to them. But I'll, I've created a gospel track, if you would, in written form, and I just put it from time to time on my Facebook page. Mm. And it'll get thousands of people that will read it and that'll give it a quick thumbs up, that'll share it. We, we cannot negate the effectiveness of gospel tracks. In fact, I have a couple of reasons why, and maybe you guys have as well. Uh, why do we use gospel tracks? Let me throw a couple out there. Maybe yeah. you guys can add to it. Do it, do it Mark. Um, yeah, go ahead, Mark. Do yeah, they, Mark, go, do, do, Mark, do it. Should I do start it now? One. Do it now, Mark. <laughs> I'm going to start with one. I'm going to skip one and go to three, okay. and then you can go to one. What a bunch of nuts, man. <laughs> Seriously. This is what happens when we take a few weeks off of doing the podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, they speak clearly, and they get right to the point. Hurry up. They always stick to the message, <laughs> and they never get distracted with rabbit trails, right? I mean, how many times do we engage in a conversation, and then... We get distracted with the silliest mm. thing that comes our way. Well, a gospel track will never do that. Mm. It's able to get inside of somebody's house and stay there for years to come, yeah. maybe hidden inside of a book or someplace, and then only to be read another time. Or you engage in a conversation and you go, man, did I leave something out? Oh, yeah, I didn't talk about the resurrection. <laughs> right? But a gospel track will make sure that it hits every point that the author intended to read. They never get tired. You know, They never give up. They're always ready to witness to its readers at any time and at any location. And depending on where you're at in the world, right? We went to India in 1997, easy, and we were told that a gospel track will get into the hands and be read by seven to nine people. Seven to nine people, that's really, I mean, that's different than the odds here in sunny Southern California, but it gets into people's households and they get passed around. Mark, uh, let me just say real quick, yeah. regarding our trip to India, that really ruined me. You remember how we got mobbed for tracts? We oh, got yeah. mobbed. I mean, you'd come into a village and mm. kids would come around you, hands out, and they would take it and like it was gold to them, you know? Oh, I Mark got like mobbed by a mosquito. You remember that, <laughs> yes. I Mark was the chosen one when <laughs> yeah. he arrived in India. You were the chosen one. Yeah. Zzz.
They can do a great work for God. They can lead many people to the knowledge of Christ. They convey a message that's never lost. They can be read over and over again by many people long after that we are gone and forgotten. And ultimately, why do we use them? Because God uses them. And the Bible is the ultimate gospel track, and it doesn't leave anything out. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, you think about it. A gospel tract is the Bible condensed, right? To what? To the gospel. Mm. You're taking the truths from God's word in relation to the gospel, and you're putting them on a piece of paper that someone can read. And And again, the best way to put it is, why not? Give me one reason why not. What's the worst that's going to happen? They're not going to look at it. Okay, well, okay, then nothing happened. But if they read it, and the Spirit works in their hearts and saves them. I have to say, I'm sure there are instances and circumstances in which somebody hands out a tract in a way that can be offensive, that can be aggressive in the same way when we're walking around Hollywood and the guy's like trying to hand you the CD or the invitation to the club, like they're aggressive with it. But from the way that we do it, from the way that, that we teach to do it and the way that we design our tracks, we're very intentional in designing tracks that are winsome, that are fun, that are a joy to hand out and to receive. And we see that. Like when I hand off a track, people are happy. They're excited to get it. Who doesn't want the million dollar bill track? You know, or who doesn't want the curved illusion track? I mean, there's so many ones that we intentionally think through and try to create so that it's a joy to both hand off and receive. And uh, that's exactly what we see out there. Yeah. And it's so important to greet someone. Just good morning. Did you get one of these? It's that good morning is Ray, such a... touch on that for a moment because you, you learned a lesson from that personally in terms of the difference between greeting and not greeting and people taking them. Yeah, it was well Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ah, that's right. That's <laughs> I forgot. I got starstruck and just went to offer. He just said, no, like that. And uh, I just said to him, I'll be back. And no, that just been so overused, isn't it? Poor guy. Danny DeVito. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He got flat back to twin. (laughs) I don't like you, Danny. Get away from me. But yeah, it's so important to to, uh, give that greeting. It's just, it's just, there's a warmth to it. One of my favorite things to ever watch on a television program is throwing dollar bills off the balcony at Central Station in New York. Do you remember oh, that? And we put it to music, and that all was really cool. and people were jumping up to catch it, and it was just yeah. So the, and I remember the music was so real lovely, and people were like hands up in the air. It was like a magical moment, you know. Do it now, you get arrested. I'm sure. Oh, we've man. had the opportunity to give the gospel tracks to a lot of different celebrities. We have right, and people have actually sent in pictures of giving gospel tracks to different people. Somebody sent us a picture of them handing the gospel track to uh, Cuba. Uh, what's his name? Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah. Michael uh, J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. Ricky Schroeder. It's not funny how a J in the middle of a name makes him sound special. <laughs> I know. Uh, I have a picture of Magic Johnson reading one of our million dollar bills. Magic B. Johnson? Magic Johnson. Yeah. And remember our friend, he got fired from a movie for handing a gospel track to Brad Pitt. Yeah, that's right. He received the gospel track with gladness, but then he had him fired the next day. Run into the pit. Oh, boy. I had, I Holly gave a Hunter. Track. We had a picture of Holly Hunter. I gave one to Holly Hunter. Oh, yeah. You were the one who gave her that. Yeah. yeah, and we were there with Spielberg and all those guys. Yeah. Uh, and who was it? John Travolta? Yeah, uh, Dave Felber. Dave, Dave Fall Fel- Out of a Tree. Dave Fall Out of a Tree. You know why he's called Dave <laughs> Fall Out of a Tree? <laughs> Oscar doesn't know. I better tell you. I better. <laughs> Poor about guy. 20, 30 years ago, I was at the back of a church at a book table, and a guy walks past the book table and he says, Never go hunting with Ray Comfort. 
So I said, hey, come, come back here. And it turns out that he was hunting, and he was up a tree, and he was listening to an audio tape of me preaching, and he went to come down to the tree, fell down, broke his leg, and on the ground, he crawled to his car about 60 feet in oh. agony, and all the time he could hear, <laughs> <laughs> me still teaching in the background. And, it, and so we called him Dave Fall out of tree, and it just turns out that his name is Dave Falber of all names. So it stuck for, uh, what? 23 years. Oh, yeah. He's a great guy. You know, I gave a million-dollar bill gospel track to uh, George Clooney, and he held it up for the cameras because it was a red carpet event for a movie that we just came out having uh, dinner with our pastor and with Kirk, and we came across this red carpet event. All right. That's right. I remember. And he held up the million-dollar bill for the cameras, and he goes, oh, look, now I'm a millionaire. I remember him saying that. I remember telling him. What's written on the back of that is is more valuable than a million dollars. You want to make sure that wow. you read that. Yeah. You know, I think of what Paul said, you know, through the foolishness of preaching, yeah. God save those who believe. And just the, the concept of our frailty as people and God uses preaching to save people. Like how how foolish is that in comparison to divine proclamations? God could send angels. God himself could thunder his voice from heaven. But Biblical evangelism is an act of humility, yeah. in a sense, because you, when you give someone a tract, you're humbling yourself. When you right. share the gospel, you're humbling yourself, and it's pleasing to God. And I think of that, you know, with tracts, there's a foolish dynamic or, or dimension to them, but God uses them. I mean, it's, it's, it's feeble human beings, but how, how pleasing it must be in the sight of the Lord for his children to say, I've been saved by the gospel. I want to see others impacted. You Anybody know? else get the wind taken out of their sails when they get rejected? All the time. Giving them a gospel track. I remember trying to give one to Rodney Dangerfield, the old comedian, one time when we were in Third Street Promenade. He used to be. I had no respect. And he wouldn't take it. And then his, I tried to give it to his bodyguard, and his bodyguard wouldn't take it. And then he died less than a month later. Wow. And I never forgot about that encounter when he got inside of his limousine and he drove away. So you should have just said to his buddy, I'd move out of the way, Get buddy. Out of the way. Wow. This is important. I just, sorry, I just got to say, I got a guy on camera last Saturday who was Rodney Dangerfield's imaging. Talk like him. He's from New York area. And he looked like him and he acted like him and talked like him. It was just funny. I want to write Roger Day. Roger Day. I get no respect across the bottom, but I, I want to. Yeah. What is some easy, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about like the person who's listening right now that's never handed out a track. Maybe they're, they're being convicted that they ought to. What's some of the easiest ways, the most non-confrontational ways you guys have found handing out tracks? Well, yeah, you grab it in your hand and you extend your hand. <laughs> and when the hand's extended and the person takes it, you release it. We have a 20-week course <laughs> that's to right. teach you how to do that. Uh, you know, what two <laughs> fingers do you use, though? Oh, these two. Okay. But that's what's funny about some of our tracks, you know, is you don't even have to hand them to someone, like the wallet tract. Right, right I mean, on the ground. I remember before I, before I even knew you, I found out about the, the wallet tract, and I was just mesmerized by the concept. Like, how funny. And we've had stories of people stealing them, people in the airport putting their suitcase on them, looking around. And it's one like, guy at the airport took it up to the counter and put it on the counter. Is this someone drop this? <laughs> You didn't even look at it. That's How funny. clueless do you have to be to do that? My brother Mike, before he became a Christian last year, he said he used to love using the million dollar bills and the wallet tracks and just put them down the ground and watch people go to pick them up, only to find out that it's not real money. Yeah. But he got such a kick out of uh, doing that. Yeah. Well, that's one way that I think is actually really effective and non confrontational, if you will, 
is to leave the million dollar bill tracked behind when you're at a restaurant right. yeah. with your tip. Make sure you leave the tip though, because you don't want to be the guy that leaves the track instead yeah, of the tip. You know, I've heard that too. quite a lot, but I don't think I've ever known any Christians actually do. I don't know anyone that would even think of doing that. It would be a, it's a horrible thing to do. I saw well, it a lot inside the restaurant. You used to see it a lot? A lot on Sundays. Oh, yeah. People would leave a piece of paper from... A, tra- a specific with no track society with no tip. Not our track. No, it wouldn't, no, it wasn't our tracks. I mean, this was way back before I started working with the ministry. I don't know if they were as, as fluent I, back then, but it's I horrible. almost feel like we need to put something at the bottom of our tracks, like, like a an apology. Yeah, if anyone left this without a tip at a restaurant, we're sorry. Then <laughs> email the so, ministry and we'll yeah. give you a tip. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I, yeah, it's amazing to see what what God has done through our ministry over the years, through tracts. And just the way they work. I remember one time giving a, a nurse a tract at a doctor's office and she actually chased me into the parking lot. And she goes, why did you give me this? And I go, you know, because I, it has, she's all, and it was our something to think about. And it talks wow. about someone choked in a restaurant. She's like, my mom recently choked and died. She's like, I can't believe you. <laughs> Makes me want to cry. Just think wow. about like, again, how God divinely mm-hmm. in his own timing will use Things like that, you know. To you know, Psalm thirty-seven, verse four: Delight yourself in the Lord. Thirty-four, verse seven. Thirty-seven, verse four: Delight yourself in the Lord, and give the desires of your heart. Hmm. I got my desires traveling with Kirk with tracks. Remember, I had a track printed called "Left Behind" with Kirk's picture on the front. Yeah, yeah. we go through airports. I'd go back ten paces behind him and give out tracks so fast because uh. people say, "Oh, that's, that's great camera." <laughs> it was know. just. It was a. It was my heart's desire. It was like heaven for me to. To do that. Yeah, that's another strategy, guys. You know, become a celebrity. <laughs> Everyone will take your track. Make a track with your face on it. Yeah. I'll oh, give George people. Clooney a call, Mark. I mean, seriously, for, for a, a big celebrity to get saved, how easy is it to give out tracks? Like when you're a household name or face, I mean, you just, everyone will take I gave them. a gospel track to Little Richard. He was on a flight. Oh, yeah. And, and he gave me back a gospel track of Seventh-day Adventist. No way. Yeah. I went to give one to uh, Kenny G. Remember the musician? Yes. Yeah. He, he turned it down. This is in Los Angeles Airport? Saturday LA Airport. Yeah. He turned it down, and I was, I think I overwhelmed him. Did you get one of these? I was so excited to give it to him. <laughs> you should have sung it to him or something. I should have. I, I went to give one to Stevie Wonder but he didn't see me coming. <laughs> no, no, that's not. That true. is a true story. No. I say it a lot, but that is no. true. Really? It's a true story. I went to give him one. He didn't take it. He didn't see me coming. <laughs> that's expense. terrible. For those who don't know Stevie Wonder, yeah. no, he's sightless. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, just to know what, what's it. <laughs> so guys, with the time remaining. Politically correct. Is it blind? Yes. Yeah. You got to always find new terms these days. Ray, I want to do a few things before we wrap up here. First, I want to read what Tori went on to say, R.A. Tori, about what the advantages are of giving out tracks. They may overlap with some of what Mark had touched on, but he said, uh, number one, any person can do it. Number two, tracks always stick to the point. Number three, a track never loses its temper. Mm, <laughs> good, one. good one. That's good. Yeah, four, oftentimes people who are too proud to be talked to will read a tract when no one is looking. Mm-hmm. Five, a tract stays by one or by a person. So in other words, you leave from talking to someone, you're gone, but the tract is with them. You know, yeah. it, can, it travels with them. And then six, tracts can lead people to, to Christ. And that's one of the reasons it's so neat that we're throwing a million Gospels of John up driveways. Yeah. Because it's going to stay in the house and it's going to do right. all the things you just mentioned. It doesn't just have the track. Where, even got God's Word in it. Yeah. Well, how encouraging to think about those going all around a million. 
and they've been getting snatched up. Well, yeah. We just recently released them, and people are just... Half a million were gone yesterday, just after we started. Yeah. That was just to one lady who's trying to reach her husband. <laughs> hey, listen to it, Charles Spurgeon. Why is it never a husband trying to reach his wife? Because uh, <laughs> you get straight <laughs> trying to get me in trouble. Yeah. Well. Uh, Charles Spurgeon said, when preaching and private talk are not available, you need to have a tract ready. Get good, striking, living waters track. Oh, I added that <laughs> there. Or, or none at all, but a, touch, a touching gospel track may be the seed of eternal life. Therefore, do not go out without your tracks. That's probably where American Express got that thing. Wow. Take it with you. That's so yeah. good. Okay, so I, what I want to do to end the time remaining, so we touched on what Tori said. Ray, because look, we love people giving out tracks. Obviously, we believe ours are solid and sound, but whatever tracts you get a hold of that give the true gospel and and our good tracts, we want you to give them out. So, Ray, what makes a good gospel tract? A um, printing press. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Gutenberg. Uh, it's got to have. It's got to be engaging. You know, it's just like a YouTube video. You've got to engage right from the beginning. Something that holds their attention. So that's what our tracks try to do. And uh, what are the important elements in terms of content? Commandments. Yes. <laughs> gospel. Repentance and faith, resurrection. They're, yeah. they're basically the, the main points. And if they don't touch on those, then it's a waste of time. Yeah. Amen. Bringing out the, the fact that people have sinned and that they need forgiveness. And yeah, the, and again, it, it's important, the resurrection, because that's often left out. And it's crazy. That's the heart of the gospel, you know, that Christ didn't just die as a propitiation for our sins, but he actually rose from the dead. Mark. Um, a couple things I'd like to address. One is, how do you transition now an actual spiritual conversation with a gospel track? And I, the things that we've learned and we've done over, through the years, you know, you hand the gospel track to the person and you simply say, did you get one of these? Yeah. And if they respond, well, what is it? You don't have to just say, it's for you. That's what it is. And then walk away. You can do that. In fact, Sometimes when I feel uh, a little timid to hand out a gospel track, I'll just mumble. I'll mumble, right? I'll just hand them. I'll go to hand out the track, and I'll just go, it's a blah, 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 blah. It's a blah, blah, blah. It's a blah, blah, blah. And I don't know if they're feeling sorry for me, right? I'm not speaking in tongues. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm handing Mark, out boy. a gospel track, and then when they walk away with it, I will say, make sure you read the back. You know, <laughs> read it clearly. But they have no That's idea. That's easy to from. say, isn't it? When they're walking away, you yell out, make sure you read the back. It's important. That's yeah. exactly it's, right. It's nice to know you suffer from the fear of man and the fear of women because we all do. It's, it's yeah. right. intimidating. And when they ask, what is it? You can simply say, it's a Christian gospel track. And then you can say, so do you have any sort of a Christian background? Yeah. And that's it. It's, it's as simple as that. Do you consider yourself to be a good person? Do you have any spiritual beliefs? You know, if you were to die tonight and God were to ask you, why should I let you know heaven, what would you say? Or what do you think happens after we die? Or on the day you die, what do you think will be the most important thing to you at that moment? Or if there's multiple things that you can say, you can stumble your way through that, engage into the conversation, and you will be yeah. fine. And even yeah. if you don't say anything, it's just good that you gave it out. Yeah. If someone says, what is this? I'm not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> you but you know what, what though? Oh, okay. well, I was going to say, you know, Mark, it's interesting because years ago, I proactively determined that if I go to hand out a track to someone and they don't take it and they say, what is it? That I always tell them it's a Christian gospel track because I don't want on the day of judgment for them to be like, what do you mean? Are you trying to give me some piece of paper? I, I, I want them to know what they're rejecting. You know? that's right. So that's just something that years ago, I, I thought, you know, I, I want to do that. Are you sure you don't want that? It tells you how you can find everlasting yeah, life. Right. How you have your sins forgiven. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah that's and great. then Ray, you know, it's funny because we we had a little bit of a revolution happen in our minds when someone gave you the idea of instead of saying, "Have you ever told a lie?" How many lies have you told? That was Anna lies. Jackson. That's told right. Me that. That's and so, huge. and that changes. But I was thinking, this may be a good thing to add to. Did you get one of these? Did you get one of these yet? You know, that creates that sense of like, oh, yeah, that, yeah. oh, no, I'm missing out. Yeah, like, did you get one of these yet? No. <laughs> have you, I've done this at a movie theater for premieres. I wonder if any of you guys have done something similar. Gone to the front of the line and said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, just a few moments, going to be going through the front <laughs> doors. I want to make sure that all of you get one of these. Make sure you only take one yeah. so that everybody has. Well, the only take one, one is really good. So, yeah. like, I can't have two. Oh. And listen, and then you don't even need to hand it to them. You just hand it to the first person in line, the whole stack, and then they just start handing them back yeah. to the people behind them. You remember when you were on Family Feud? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my uh, we, hands we, I had to line up with a line of about 300 people, and I had a stack of millions. I was up the front, so I turned around and I had the whole stack. I says, "Please take one and pass the rest back." And everybody <laughs> did. You just see it How going back the whole whole lot. Yeah. I say my hands remember because we went to that that yeah. filming, and we were clapping for hours. They, they made had, you. Clap. They made you clap. Yeah, my they, dad almost got kicked out because he was tired of clapping. He said, "Sir, you need to clap." And my dad <laughs> folded his arms. He goes, "I'm done clapping." Oh no way. <laughs> Did that air? That episode air? It did. I saw one of them. We won one and we lost one. And I saw the one I think that we lost. You did really well, Mark. It's proud of you. I got sick of clapping. Uh, so, Oscar, <laughs> you were going to say something. I don't remember. No, it was uh, in, in the line of questions that. You don't remember. We do have a track called Remember When, remember written when. by yeah. me. The questions that, that Mark was saying, you know, do you think you're a good person? Where do you think you're going to go when you die? One of the questions that I've been asking recently is, what is the most important thing about you? Mm. And it seems to be a very compelling question to ask because when they're allowed to talk about themselves and think about themselves, and most people love talking about themselves, and a lot of them will stop and not have an answer. Well, I wouldn't if you said what's well, <laughs> I, I thought, what would I say? I, n- nothing. I know what else. That's would a say. really good one, Oscar. I'll, I'll need That's where that you talk about the telos. That, sometimes well, right? I talk about the telos. Sometimes I'll go into the Westminster Catechism. The, one, the most important thing about me is that I'm not my own, but I belong to God. Tell us about the telos. The telos. <laughs> so I, I ask people, I try to explain to people what a telos is. And a telos is the perfect iteration of a thing. So, you know, the telos of a watch, for example, is a clock that tells time perfectly all the time. It never runs out of batteries. It never falls short a second. It is the perfect timekeeper. And all other watches desire to be like the Telos watch, but all other watches fall short because they are not telling the right time. They ran out of batteries, et cetera, et cetera. And so there is a Telos to man. What is the Telos? What is the perfect man? The man that never falls short, that is always right, that man is Jesus. And we are called to be like our telos, to be like Jesus. That's the direction that I, I take it. those well, conversations. I like your et cetera, et cetera. I've never used that when I'm preaching. <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. In the remaining 20 minutes, I just want to say et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> okay, so let, let's wrap up by talking about some of our tracks. First of all, friends, the best thing we can recommend to you if you want to give out tracks, maybe you never have, or maybe you do, but you want to figure out what are some of the most effective tracks that we provide. You want to get our track sample pack. This is a very handsomely designed box. Show the One listener. of all of our tracks. Yeah. Show the uh, listeners. Or, or most of them. I don't know if it has all of them, but at least the, the, some of the, the best ones for sure. 
What'd you say? Show them? Show the listeners. <laughs> Show the listeners, yeah. Listen, listeners. I'm flicking through them. So the Curved Illusion, Ray, this was the first track that I saw you handle. We had you come speak at our church before I knew you, and you showed me the Curved Illusion. And to this day, I remember the feeling I had when I saw it. It was just this weird, like, when you see something your eyes can't believe. Was you know? it the pulpit version? The ones that were the, like the a giant long? one? No, it was the ugly, bigger pink and blue. Now we have yes. red and blue. And uh, they're smaller, they're nicer. But, you know, you do them and they, I, I wish people could see them, but you, you just hold them up. They're two cards, they're angled. It's an optical illusion. When you hold them one way, one looks longer, you switch them, the other looks longer. Something to think about. The little monkey tricked. Ray, I love this one. Words of comfort. We yeah. weren't allowed that picture any longer. So We've we got the that. wallet, friends. The wallet. We might need to update this one day, but it still looks cool. The wallet. By the way, it's all of these out. tracks you can find it on our website, which is Living Waters uh, Global Ministries <laughs> and Production Company Corporation LLC com. Ray, I'm so surprised you of all people came up with that insanely long title. Um, okay, we got that uh, ticket to heaven. Describe the ticket to heaven, Mark. Well, I love it because it's printed on unterrible paper, which literally means you cannot tear it Let unless me see. I can tear you. It. Uh, Use your fingernail in a very special way to be able to rip it. But I've handed it to some very big guys, muscle guys, say, hey, if you don't need a ticket to heaven, then just tear this up. Go ahead. And then they go to rip it, and they can't rip it. It's the paper's awesome. virtually unterrible. Yeah, it's waterproof, everything. But it's, it's a cool concept. Hey, try to tear that, and they can't. And then it you know, talks about the ticket to heaven. Of course, Are You a Good Person comic track. This is, I think, our number two track mm. after Cedric the million Holmstig. dollar. Yes, Cedric, brilliant. Wonderful. Really well done. A very colorful, nice, clear message. And then and we have um, that in Spanish as well. Yes, we have it in Spanish. Si. And then, you know, along with the, the curved illusion, we have another kind of optical illusion track called the, the Dots. How are you right? going to describe Yeah, I was thinking it's just, right. no, easy, it's just whatever. A Life in the Womb. <laughs> um, it's a pro life track. Pro life track. It's a little, it's, it's got a few pages on it. Really well done. Yeah. We've had a lot of these given out at, uh, at clinics. And then, and then we have booklets too, like the Why Christianity. I like that one a lot. Why Christianity. Sold over is, a million copies. Yeah, there. this is one of my favorites because it's very thorough. It's a great one to hand out to someone after you've shared the gospel with them. Of course, uh, we have the Albert Brainstein, Brainstein, Brainstein for Kids. Mm-hmm. This is a really popular one. We have a pen version that you pull out. It retracts you know, the gospel and stuff. And a whole lot of other stuff. The giant money, the million dollar bill. We got one called uh, Stop Following Me. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how good this one is. Ray, please describe this one. I can't see it from here. I'm getting old. Stop following me. You don't remember the stop following yes, me Yes, it's got a picture of a guy. <laughs> <laughs> right? See, it did the same thing to me. You do. It's so funny. So it has the basic, when you think of the evolutionary scale, the models of going down, you have the Piltdown Man, the Nebraska yeah, right. Man, all these guys getting older. And then you finally you have the Homo sapien at the very end, looking back at the rest <laughs> of these monkeys saying, stop following me, right? You did not come uh, from me. Ray, did you come up with that? No, no. Oh, I don't know where it came not from. not that brilliant, yeah. 101 of the world's funniest one-liners. Again, the, people like this. It's funny. They'll yeah. read it. They'll give it. They'll, sh- you know, keep it to sh- read it to others. And then they get the gospel on it, you know? So yeah, here's friends. what's amazing is we have so many different options that you can go on to the website, livingwaters.com store, 
and you can go on there and find whatever one best fits you. Right. And how do you know which one fits you? The one that you gravitate towards, the one that you look at and enjoy it and think, I would like to have this. They're all there are, that's the one that you can... There are tracks that are designed for getaway time, and yeah. I think that's real important. Well, we have the IQ test. Uh, let, have... let me explain that. Yeah. If you have got problems with fear, there are tracks you can give to non-Christians, and they don't even know it's a gospel track. Even like the um, 101 of the World's Funniest One-Liners, the gospel is hidden right in the middle of that. You have to open up three times to find the gospel. So better you do something in fear than not do it at all. Yeah, amen. Yeah, and then we have the iPhone track. Have you read what that? I was just looking at it right now. Things you can't do. You can't sneeze with your eyes open. You can't think two thoughts at once. You can't breathe through your nose with your tongue out. You just tried number three. When you tried number three, you realized that it's possible, but you looked like Ray turned his wow. phone off. He didn't turn his phone off. <laughs> Mark Spence called me. That's horrible. How is that possible? And he, t- and he told us at the beginning to turn our phones off. You were the one that Alexander... Alexander phones off, right. All right. Anyway, friends, there's so many. I, I can't go through them all, but go to livingwaters.com. Get tracked, give them out, reach the lost, and make sure to get the best track we have. Remember when written by me. Mark <laughs> <laughs> uh, has been plug. promoted to the director of the Department of Annoyance. Yeah. Who uh, was it before me? That was me. I just let you, I let you have the position. <laughs> He's bequeathed that to you now, Mark. All right, friends, we are done here. Thank you for joining us. Make sure again to please subscribe to the podcast, share it with others, leave a comment, give a rating and whatever else you want to do in life, just do it. See you next time here on The Living Waters. My singing moment podcast. Winners, winners, winners. That's you, friends. Those of you who I'm about to announce are the winners of this week's podcast giveaway on the Living Waters podcast. We've got Carlos from Lamont, California, Daniel from Jamestown, North Carolina, Ed Washburn from Tennessee, David Norwood from North Carolina, Doug Campobello from South Carolina, Ali from Falls Church, Virginia, Adrian from Hattiesburg, Mississippi, Joshua from Excelsior Springs, Missouri, Eva from Bow Island, Canada, and Penelope from Bardwell Park, Australia. Shout out to the Aussies and the Canadians out there. Friends, you can get this too. Those of you who are listening, just share the word and sign up for the Living Waters podcast.